Oh my God, Becky, look, her podcast is back. Oh, oh, I know y'all do not come for me. Do not come from my neck. I know I have not posted a podcast on this here, Apple iTunes or wherever you listen since May. I know. I know it's November and I have not posted a podcast, okay? Please don't come for me right now in my time of need. This has been quite a long and busy year. I don't think I have to tell y'all. It's been a lot, okay? So yes, perhaps, maybe, in fact, the podcast may have slipped may have slipped down my priority list a little bit, okay? I'm so sorry. I cannot tell you. I mean, I went to Atlanta. My girl said, where's the podcast? I went to Tallahassee. My nephew said, where's the podcast? The other day, I don't remember where where the hell I was, but my homeboy said, where's the podcast? I'm like, all right, okay, all right. I've heard you. I'm listening. I got it. Y'all are mad at me. But I prom—I mean, like, I'm, I know I say this every time, but I really mean it. I'm about to get it together. I promise. I promise. I'm for real. Y'all pray for me. Ask God to give me strength, Jesus, after these people. I was about to say a certain type of person, but you know what type of people I'm talking about. After these people take all my energy every day at work. And then I, and then I, you know, I messed around and said, sure, I'll be the vice president of the Urban League Young Professionals in DC. That won't take up all my time and energy. So I go from one job to another job because hell, that thing is a second full-time job, except I don't get paid. Okay. And then I get home at 1130 PM and I'm like, all right, well, I guess I don't have time to record a damn podcast. So, but I'm here And I'm so happy to be back and I have so much to talk about and I have so many things that have been building up in my spirit. And I just like, oh, I just, I was about to explode. So I said, I guess I have to do a podcast because I, I just, I have to. So one, I pray that you all are not hearing any type of echoes or like bad audio quality from this podcast because I'm recording from a new location. I have moved into my home. That was one reason why a girl was a little bit busy over the summer and into the early fall because I was buying homes and moving into homes and trying to furnish homes. So, you know, that's a bit time consuming. So I have this set up in what is now my glam room, aka the room where I just put my makeup on and look in the mirror and feel pretty. Um, and there's no carpet. There's no, like in my, in my last place, I had carpet and a fully furnished room. So it was like absorbing the sound, but now I'm just, it's a big old, almost empty room with like a vanity. So <laughs> I hope that it doesn't sound terrible. Um, but I am here and I'm very like tonight, especially I was like, I really do have to do a podcast because I just read this scathing article online on the Atlantic about crazy things happening at Amazon these, you know, um, workers are being like stretched to the bone. They're dying. They're having permanent injuries because they have such an insane workload. 
there's these little machines that follow them around and tell them you need to be doing something and they have to reach, you know, hundreds of packages an hour or something outrageous. Also that we can have our one and two day shipping. And I'm just like, bitch, I just moved into this house. Do you know how much motherfucking Amazon I've been ordering? Like every time I'm awake, I'm ordering. I just ordered Amazon right now during, while I was talking, like I order so much Amazon all the time. And I'm like, shit, like, I have heard stories about Amazon before, but they sort of seemed like, oh, that was like an extreme case or just one warehouse or there was something about the stories that made it seem more rare. But reading this, it was like, no, they did like this deep ass investigation and it was all in the California and Ohio and fucking Florida, you know, everywhere. They was nationwide having all these exposés and stories and stuff. And I was like, shit. How come every, like every time there's like a customer centric business, like a business that puts the customer first, anything to make the customer happy, the employee is treated like shit. Y'all remember when Uber first came out, it was like, oh, we prayed for Uber. Finally, I don't have to wait for a damn cab. I don't got to argue get in the cab, tell them I'm going to Harlem. I'm going to the Bronx. And they kick me out and say, I don't want to take your black ass up there. You know, black people had those jokes where every time you watch a comedy special, it was like a black man can't get a cab. That's some real ass shit. I lived in New York in from 2013 to 2017 in the year of motherfuckers should be able to take a cab. And I got kicked out of cabs when I got in and said, I'm going to Harlem. They said, well, girl, you better get out. Harlem is gentrified. White people live in Harlem now more than black people. And I still couldn't get a ride up to that bitch. So I was like, no. As soon as I heard about an Uber, I said, sign me up. Where is it at? Put it on my phone. Y'all remember you got an Uber? They had gum. They had chargers. You know, Do you, would you like some lotion, some water, some potpourri? You know, would you like this um, gift basket to take with you to the, your destination? Would you Would you like the auxiliary cord? Here you go. Control the music. I mean, you used to get in that. That shit was luxury. Oh, my goodness. I'm riding in stuff like a black car. And you get in the Uber, you feeling like, damn, a million dollars. Okay. And I don't even got to worry about like having an awkward tipping conversation. I could just do that in the app. I don't got to swipe my card and have you niggas putting swipers on the thing or... um skimmers on the thing so you can take my credit card number and duplicate my card and try to be buying things in babies are us two states away i don't have to deal with that no more look at god and then we come to find out uber's treating the drivers like shit uber don't have the don't trying to treat them like contractors when they're employees they don't want to pay no benefits they 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 out here i used to get in ubers and and talk to the drivers and they would tell me how terrible it is driving for uber and it's just more and more, um, you know, demands and expectations and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, damn, I was riding for Uber. And then we find out not only they're abusing the drivers, but then they had all, a lot of sexual abuse instances happening. So then I went to Lyft. Well, what do we just find out about Lyft? Sexual abuse times 10. They got all type of things that they weren't investigating, weren't taking drivers off the street, even though there had been claims against drivers. So I'm just like, well, hell. Is there any damn company in 2019 that is treating the customer well and also treating their employees well? I feel like the answer is no. 
you know, Walmart, the lowest prices. Yeah. And the lowest pay, you know, all, all these companies, it's just like, if they, if you feel like they prioritize you as a customer, you can be almost damn sure that they are not, they are not prioritizing their employees and their workers. And I care about that. Like, I don't, I don't want to support a company. I don't want to support an Amazon that is making it so that workers don't have time to go to the bathroom, making it so that they're throwing their back out because instead of, they would like to call somebody to help them lift that heavy box. But if they take that time to do it, they're going to get written up for not getting enough packages moved in the, in the hour, you know? They, they out here, a man died, according to this article, because he was not properly trained on a piece of heavy equipment. And Amazon basically bribed, coerced the city government into um, sweeping it under the rug because that city at the time thought that they were going to be in contention for HQ2. Nigga, you know good and motherfucking well, HQ2 was never going to motherfucking Indianapolis, Indiana. Like what? You thought that for real? Indianapolis, you thought you had a real chance for HQ2? Nigga, that thing went to New York and to the place where Jeff Bezos lives. You know, that really wasn't no competition. But anyways, so now we have more and more information coming out about these companies. And here come the C word. Do I cancel? What do I do? You know, I, look, I never asked God for two-day delivery, but now that I have it, you know what I'm saying? It's a little, you know, it's a little hard to be like, okay, let me go back to five to seven days. Like a week? Who? For what? But now I'm like, well, shoot. Maybe I do, you know, do I need to just accept my five to seven days and pick that longest delivery window so I can at least know that my package didn't have to be toiled over, you know, they could take a leisurely walk over to my package. That doesn't have to be to me for a week, you know, like what do we do? And that's why cancellation keeps coming up because I feel like when you hear about this shit, what do you do to try to not be a part of the fucking corporate structure and like billionaire bullshit that makes you not be able, I can't look up and get away from Facebook. I don't want to fuck with Facebook anymore. Facebook promotes disinformation. Facebook knows what the fuck it's doing. It has been exposed a million times over for what has done to enable Russian bots to control our 2016 elections. And yet, even as I desperately want to delete Facebook from my life, it's not going to happen. I'm on Instagram. I love Instagram. I, now that Facebook bought that bitch, well, ugh, I guess I'm a little bit related to Facebook. I would like to delete my Facebook account entirely, but I'm on the board of an organization that has a Facebook page and I do need to be able to be connected to that online. I have certain people in my life, family members, that if I'm not connected with them on Facebook, we really are going to have a much harder time staying in touch with people. I have people who still only send like Facebook events to announce things. So I'm like, fuck, like <laughs> I have to be on Facebook. And it's like, that's how life feels when you hear about these companies and you want to be rid of them, the Facebooks and the Amazons and the Ubers of the world. How can you? I mean, Uber became popular because it went to places that a taxi doesn't go. Right now, my house is a little bit off the beaten path 
in Southeast DC. So taxis is not driving up and down my street, but let me tell you, I call an Uber or a Lyft. There it is right there. Five minutes. Take me right wherever I need to go. So how people, I feel like, you know, a lot of times cancel culture gets made fun of why y'all always canceling. What does canceling even mean? That's a great question. I mean, honestly, what does canceling even mean? But I feel like people cling to that. And I, I have clung to that because I'm like, what the fuck else can I do? Like, I have no control over the situation. My, I cannot keep Facebook and Amazon from taking over the world. But what I can do is say, I'm not going to fuck with them, which I'm not even, I'm not even saying that. I wish I was saying that, but I'm not even saying it right now because it's unrealistic. But in other, in other situations where I have canceled people, I really meant that shit. I canceled Chris Brown for like 10 years. Like I stopped listening to that nigga's music, period. If he, after that Rihanna stuff, is his song came on the radio, I'm changing the station. I'm not streaming one Chris Brown song. I'm not buying one Chris Brown album. And I was after, you know, after a few years, I was alone <laughs> in my little fight against Breezy. And people were like, Brittany, you got to get over it. You know, you got to, you know, people change, forgiveness, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no. But after a lot, after year after year of hearing that, shit, I did get soft. I was like, is it time for me to, you know, let go of my Chris Brown cancellation? And then he came out with that long ass album that was really good. guys. It was really good. I hate how much I liked it. <laughs> Heartbreak on a Full Moon was like a bomb ass album. Oh my gosh, it was really good. <laughs> and I can't remember where I was. It was like, maybe I was at like a hair salon or I was somewhere where music was playing that I wasn't controlling, you know? And I could, you know, the album was playing in the background and I'm like, damn, no, this isn't good. This is terrible. Stop. Oh, dang, no, just kidding. This is a bop damn okay hold on and then I'm at work I always listen to music at work and I'd be looking for new music to listen to and there there went Chris Brown popping up and before you know it here I am listening to Heartbreak on a Full Moon and right back into the Chris Brown web of trash and there went my decade-long cancellation in one fell swoop and that's, you know, that's what makes us cancel people look real dumb. Like, oh, you undid the cancellation. And I'm like, yeah, I sure did. What do, I don't know what else to say. But <laughs> it's like what the reason why people cancel, the reason why people want to cancel Kanye, the reason I wanted to cancel Chris Brown, the reason why I'm trying to figure out shit, is it possible to cancel Amazon? Like the reason why people keep going to that is because it's like, how else can we have a little bit of power over something we feel is unjust if or or is or is not right what can i do am i are you telling me that my only answer is to be quietly upset or to post about my anger on social media and then go on like I have to do something to show that this thing is not acceptable all these exposés are going to come out about Amazon. It's just going to keep going. There's going to be documentaries. There's going to be someone who's finally able to sneak 
a hidden camera into a fulfillment center so we can see firsthand the abuse that these um, workers undergo. And it's still going to be like, but a bitch loves two day shipping. And that is not going to affect Amazon's bottom line one bit just because all the information is out there. Now people can just feel guilty when they press buy now, but they're still going to fucking press it. So it's like, what can we actually do to impact any of the world around us if we literally just say cancel cancel culture is stupid cancellations don't work nothing can stop you know the corporate like greed and like billionaire dollar so we're just gonna have to accept everything the way it is like is that really is that life is that really life that we just have to accept everything and the only thing we can do is complain on social media and we can't actually impact anything. It just feels so hopeless and helpless and powerless. And so I think that's why cancel culture has taken off the way it has, because it's like, that's my one little way to be able to say, I am not okay with this. I'm not okay with what R. Kelly has done. And so as much as I fucking love Ignition, and if that song came on right now, I would I would be bouncing my shoulders without even, it would be natural. It'd be a reflex. I'm still going to be like, no, like shut that song off and cancel this entire human being because what he has done is so horrible and unthinkable that I will just have to sacrifice my enjoyment of a certain song. And I'm okay with doing that. But it's like the R Kelly situation is so extreme and ugly that maybe that cancellation is a lot easier But like, you know, my Chris Brown example, other examples I've given, some of the things that are like a little bit less horrifying, but still very bad. But, you know, what do I do? Does it really matter? Is it really going to impact anything? Well, I mean, if I decide to take a week to get my Amazon packages, is that really teaching Amazon a lesson? Or is that just inconveniencing my life? You know? So I have no, I don't even have like an answer. Like I don't, I don't know what the solution is for the fact that I feel like more and more in this day and age, either people are doing more terrible shit or we have just more information and ability to learn about the terrible shit. But either way, it feels like we are at a high level of terrible shit going on. And what can I do about any of that? other than just accept it because I don't want to just accept it, but I hate to have to like uproot my life and it won't even make a difference in keeping the terrible shit from happening. So I'm, I'm unsure of the solution, but I do understand and sympathize with cancel culture people and I don't make fun of them. I am myself at the very least, if I'm not one of them, I, you know, I'm friends with them and I understand what they're thinking and I understand sort of the motivation because you do want to feel like you can actually impact something and maybe that can make an impact. So I I would encourage you that if you do know someone who's like, who cancels people, you see that, oh, we got to cancel don't be so fast to make fun of them. I feel like everyone now, it's very popular. It's very chic to make fun of cancel culture. And I'm like, think before you do that, because 
while you're making fun of them, those people are actually trying to find something that can make an impact. And maybe it's like a little knee jerk and silly, but it's something. And like, the fuck are you doing? You know, sorry, but what is it? If you have a better solution, by all means, the floor is yours. But if you don't, I would highly encourage you not to make fun of people who are actually trying to find some way to impact what's going on around them. So I'm already well over 20 minutes at this point. (laughs) I'm like, okay, my first podcast back and I'm like, I could talk for an hour, but I won't put you guys through that. Um, Thank you so much. I really appreciate everyone who listens. I appreciate everyone who has cussed me out for taking so long to get back on the mic. Um, So I promise I will not be so delinquent, um, in this again. And in the meantime, like if you want, if you feel any type of way about what I've said, if you want to chat about it, I'm on social media, Brittany underscore Geneva. Um, and I'd love to chat. I'd love for someone to tell me cancel culture is terrible and then we can have a conversation. But, um, that is mindful musings. Thank you so much for listening. And I will try very, very hard to be back in two weeks.